Hi everyone, Joy here. I'm excited for today. Today I have Steve and Dave. I'm going to give them a minute to introduce themselves. But I've met Steve a couple of weeks ago and we had a great chat and I decided I need to get this guy on a podcast episode because he's just amazing at what he does. And he created a really fantastic product that the world needs to know about and we'll dive into this into the episode. I have spent the last two years learning from industry experts and successful business owners, going behind the scenes to discover what makes them successful. Follow along with season eight of Unleash Your Focus podcast, where I dive in deeper than before, unlocking insider trade secrets, discovering what makes these entrepreneurs successful, but also going underground to understand their habits, frameworks, blueprints, secrets, and so much more. I also ask one important question, and that is how they have grown and scaled their business to a million or more. I'm excited that you're here and I appreciate you, but most importantly, I can't wait for you to apply these strategies so you can become successful too. Welcome to Unleash Your Focus podcast the number one place that will help you to start, grow, and scale your online business today. Thank you for agreeing to come onto this episode. You guys are actually my very first uh, interview on the new season of my podcast, Season 8, where it is all about growing and scaling your business. And I thought, what better way to grow and scale your business to do, speak to you guys that have a great product and you're doing exactly that. So it's fantastic to have you guys on. Can you please introduce yourselves a little bit to the audience, You know where you come from, what you do, what's your passion? Sure. I'm Steve Waddell. My background is 25 years building nuclear-powered aircraft carriers and submarines at Newport News Shipbuilding, the best ships in the world. And the last 11 years were helping my wife's company grow it from zero to a multi-million dollar government consulting and training business. And then uh, during that latter part of those years with her, I decided I wanted to get, a, get off and do something on my own, start my own business. Um, you know, because I'm getting toward that retirement age at some point. And I look back and I said, looking back at my life, did I really want to say that working 25 years for the important shipbuilding and working 11 years for my wife's company was really the legacy I wanted to leave? And when I looked at it, I said, it's really not. What is it that I want to do? And I decided I wanted to develop a product that would disrupt a mature market to make people's lives better and to save water to benefit the planet along the way. And then in doing so, be a good role model to other entrepreneurs at our two sites. And so that's love how it. they started to get started. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. And Dave? Yeah, so I'm Dave Schooler. Uh, I have known Steve for several years now and have a really uh, amazing uh, story around being introduced to Steve. Uh, I am in my late 60s. Uh, I'm from Canada. And I have been serving clients in an advisory capacity for a little over 45 years. And in that time, I've met a lot of people, as you can imagine, and worked on a lot of projects. Mm -hmm. And as I get to this stage and this age, uh, it was important for me to, to really be discerning about, you know, what am I going to do for the next, you know, 10 years? And, and uh, what am I going to do? And who am I going to do it with? And so my, my assessment of, you know, what would be fun to do, and Steve's vision for what Nasoni can do, was for me very compelling compared to most everything else that I, I had. Mm -hmm. And I got to know Steve uh, by virtue of uh, an investor, uh, an early investor that was a mm -hmm. client of mine that uh, really got involved in the business early on. And uh, so that's where I got to know uh, about Steve, what he was trying to do and who he was as a person and the characteristics that were uh, um, compelling to me was he was 
I saw early on he was unstoppable and not in, not in a, in a, in a bully or aggressive way, but just very purposeful uh, and very committed to making a difference for the lives of others that, you know, and that would be customers of Nasoni mm -hmm. as well as others that he, I know will mentor in the entrepreneurial side. Mm -hmm. And we're at such an exciting time right now because we're just about to really move the business forward and up. And a lot of the hard work that's been necessary over the you know past few years, uh, Steve has done uh, really well and and on a really um, really good stewardship of resources. So it's just a great place. I love being here. I love serving. Uh, I'm involved in you know partners and customers and you know the sort of the human side of the business, which is what uh, is my heartbeat. And so I'm just I'm really happy to be here. I'm, I'm, it's a privilege to be on your podcast that's awesome dave thank you so much i love you guys already this is so cool okay so you just I, my story about the alligator pizza i told you new zealand it was coffee. the most hilarious thing i told my husband about it <laughs> and as i started telling him this all he goes but we don't have that here i'm like yeah just listen to the story <laughs> steve tell me about your product a little bit and then i just want to you know just so just so the audience can understand because i know obviously all about it because we've talked about this for about an hour not so long ago but i need to the audience need to understand what it is and then you know obviously the next steps on how you actually get this to grow Sure. Well, <clears throat> sometimes, you know, um, a product comes along so revolutionary yet so simple, you think, why didn't I think of that? And this is one of those products. Now, Sony's patented fountain faucet um, is a, an award-winning combination of a water fountain and a bathroom faucet. And our patented design creates a soft, gentle arc. When you rotate this fountain lever, it creates a soft, gentle arc of pure, clean water that reaches your face easily. So you don't need a glass or any other contaminated item in your bathroom to rinse, drink, shave, brush your teeth, wash your face, take a pill, and whatever. And you save water without even trying. That's one of the beauties of it. You know, I didn't realize that early on. I did it because I got tired of bending over, sticking my head under the faucet, and to rinse after I brush. And I said, there's gotta be a better way. And, uh, and one day, my wife and I love Italy, love to go there one day, and uh, I happened to be looking at a video, kind of searching YouTube on Italy, stuff like that. And I ran across um, these things called Nasoni. And they are Nasoni Fountains of Rome. They were first uh, invented around 1872. And what they do is they take the water from the Apennine Mountains that flows through the Roman aqueducts and then up through these little, uh, looks like a fire hydrant, if you will, on the streets of Rome. And there's a tube that hangs down like a big nose. That's why they call it Nasoni. And the water flows out of the bottom. So drinks, dogs drink out of that when they walk down the street. It's fresh water. Um, and then when people want to drink, you plug the bottom of it, water pops out of the hole out the top like a water fountain. And when I saw that, I'm like, that's genius. You know, the arc of inspiration fired inside me and said, why don't we have that in the bathroom, right? And, and the cool thing is, when I first came up with the idea, really it was to make life easier, but we learned along the way that it saved almost 90% wow. of um, water over a normal faucet. So there's a massive water savings um, that you get and you're not even trying to save water. That's the beauty of it. You're using it for the enhanced functionality, but not for the water saving, but you've yeah. both. So it's a win-win. Yeah. 
That's actually amazing because people don't really understand that our water in the world is not, there's not as much drinking water because a lot of it is oceans and, you know, it's, it mm -hmm. has to go through filtering well, processes and stuff. Well, we just, we just covered that. We said, you know, water covers three quarters of the earth. So it seems like there's a lot, right? No. 97% of that is salt water. And of the rest, 2% is frozen, which leaves us only 1%. And then by 2030, demand is going to exceed supply by 40%. Mm. yeah it's actually it's a global, quite scary it's a global issue you know yeah. and it, it's something that you know we feel so strong about participating in a way to help solve that in in whatever way we can and, and you know when you realize that you know water such a precious water some are calling it the new oil but you know water is something that is really needs to be uh you know uh used wisely and I know uh, I've had uh, Nasoni in our home for almost a year. And my wife said to me the other day, which is really a surprise. She said, Dave, you know, the one thing I love the Nasoni and I love using it. But what it's done for me, it's made me, it's sharpened and heightened my awareness of water conservation issues. So she said, you know, dishes, shower, other uses of water. I'm, I'm more um, concerned and more aware. Just because, you know, the, I have this this wonderful faucet in the bathroom. And I thought, what a neat thing to say and, and to share you know and to share with others. And, and Dave, I really love that. And she can't hear us, can she? What? She can't hear us, can she? Barb? Yeah. No, she's not home. She's not home. Okay, now. I don't want to get in trouble because I, I don't <laughs> no. want to say, you know, the old adage of you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know, as a, if a grown-up person, what I mean by that is, if a grown-up person can learn water savings at that, you know, like that, imagine what you could do teaching kids. Mm -hmm. If you had a fountain faucet and you teach them early on, because I, I got to tell you, in third grade, I learned to turn the water off when I brushed my teeth, in third grade. Mm -hmm. And that stayed with me my entire life. I'm 57 now, so 50, you know, many, many years ago. Yeah. Uh, but I never forgot it. So. I think that's what's powerful about the faucet. You know, you put it in the home, you teach the kids the value of water conservation, and they're they're saving water with again without even trying. It's just a beautiful win-win. It's creating so those habits. Our, yeah, Joy. For some of our commercial, uh, you know, B two B kind of clients, there's a real ROI on you know what money you can save by reducing the water and sewer and treatment mm. uh, costs that that would normally be part of it. I, I'm working with a senior uh, housing. Uh, owner of a senior housing, um, a significant size one here in Minneapolis. And one of the factors is, you know, there's a number of the features of the faucet fountain that he likes from an experience point of view. You know, he's trying to provide for the, you know, his clients a really great live-in experience. And the fountain faucet yeah. is certainly that, and he loves that. But he also said, I have to get by my maintenance people, my construction people, my operations people, they all have to agree that this is a good idea. And, and so from a financial point of view, I mean, uh, Todd, this is going to save you money because yeah. you're using less water and that's a good thing, number one, but it's also an economic benefit. So I think mm -hmm. as we think about scaling, you know, and where is this going to really start to take off? Yeah. I believe that the senior housing market is one that is a growing segment and it's one where you can really deliver some really good, you know, practical uh, advantages to daily living. Yeah.
Um, so that's, you know, that's part of my excitement about the. There's an important tool in the toolbox that you might not have caught joy and you may not be aware of. I'm a certified project management professional, PMP, from the Project Management Institute. Yeah. One of the tools in our tool bag is what's called a stakeholder analysis. And they just mentioned all the different people that are involved that have to make a way in on the decision. And as an entrepreneur, we often don't think about, you know, looking at all the different ways of people that, that could play in it, that could reject it, could ultimately get you rejected. Yep. So if you think about that in advance, and you start laying out where are some of the mitigations to their objections. You can get that, get ahead of that and negate it early. Yeah. It's and it feels excitement. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like they're discovering something, you know, that they, like Steve says, how come nobody thought of this before? <laughs> I, and I, I'm working, even today, I got a, an email back from a water board uh, in Hawaii. Mm. And, you know, they're looking to try and find ways to, you know, reduce demand because, you know, supply is expensive and mm. supply is hard and they have to spend a lot of money to supply it. Yeah. And we're talking about, you know, how could we, you know, find ways to bring this into the Hawaii picture whereby, you know, consumers are using, using the water, but less of mm -hmm. it. Yes. And you, you can avoid or delay expensive, you know, tactics. So it just there's so many so many positive sides to this that it's just it's, it's it's we're just like you say we're ready to scale and find those places where it really takes off early. So question. So obviously you guys have been hit by COVID in the beginning of the year, and I mean there is hundreds of thousands of businesses that has either gone down literally they close their doors or they really struggle and still struggling financially because we're in New Zealand and we are very, very blessed because we don't have COVID issues here at all. Love went back to normal and we, that's it, you know, but, and you kind of in your bubble and thinking, well, this is normal. But if you speak to people around the world, people are still wearing masks and stuff. So because we're in our bubble, we don't realize what's really going on out there. And um, so I've got friends that's based all around the world. I guess it's part of, you know, why I do what I do because I can have these connections. It's amazing. But what have you guys experienced with, you know, COVID? Because I mean, lockdown around the world was from the beginning of this year. And I think, Steve, that's when you guys really started pushing out the size. So how did that actually affect your business? Because I think, did that push you back? How did that happen for you? Sure. Let me, let me give you just a little bit of recap. We did yeah. live and market consumer testing in yes. the New York and DC regions with our faucets. So yeah. we had real customers come in, they could test the faucet, try the found feature, and then go unbox it, and it went great. So our go-to-market strategy was to use what's called manufacturer representatives, and there was in various regions of the United States, California, uh, Texas, Florida, Virginia, Maryland, and we sent each one of them a pallet of faucets and yeah. filters, our under-sink water filters. And that was back in January, February timeframe, well, guess what? March, COVID is hitting and it's shutting everything down. So, they so do anything. you know, all of our trade shows that we had planned to participate in, yeah. we were going to have a booth at the Minnesota State Fair. What is it, Dave? 100,000 people a day wow. go through that facility. That's a lot of people, a lot of ice. We lost all of that visibility. And so probably around May, April, I guess, we our board got together and we said, you know, we've got to find a way to change our, to come up with a, a strategy until COVID is behind us, right? Yeah. Because it's still here today. In fact, we have some increasing numbers. The vaccine's about to come out, but it's not out yet. No. So we decided 
over 60% uh, of new product searches are done on Amazon now instead of Google. So the idea was, let's, let's investigate Amazon. Well, rather than jump in, just become an Amazon seller, I like to try to do homework about it first and understand yes. everything I can. And what I learned was Amazon has a program called the Amazon Launchpad. And so if you have a new product like this, you can uh, apply for this Amazon Launchpad program. And if you're accepted, there's a cost, it's an extra 5%, but you get a ton of benefits. You get things like what's called ASIN lock. Your ASIN is your specific number, Amazon specific identifier, right? Yes. But the lock is on your listing, no other um, vendor can come in and update your listing or make changes to it. You also get what's called enhanced um, uh, EBC, enhanced brand content. So on the page itself, you get to have more video, more content, and it just makes a much more beautiful uh, listing. We also built an Amazon store. So if you go to amazon.com and then hit forward slash Nasoni, N-A-S-O-N-I, all lowercase, you'll, you'll visit our store. So we built this beautiful store. We built the products, you know, and we have to send product into Amazon inventory, which is what's called FBA, fulfillment by Amazon. Yeah. But we didn't want to send a lot of inventory because, you know, we have a pretty large box and Amazon charges you based on your footprint. So what we did is we created a second listing, which I call Amazon FBM, fulfilled by merchant. And that way, if we have the same SKU that's both FBA and FBM, uh, if my FBA inventory runs out, then I can have it fulfilled by us, by our own units, right? Until we get more supply back into Amazon. So we learned, we had to set up a couple different listings that way for each of our finishes. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a big learning process for all of that. We found an online tool that helped us. It's called Helium 10. That's a pretty cool thing your listeners might want to check out. I get no kickback for that. <laughs> but, but we're on Amazon. Now, the problem we had with Amazon, because we're a new seller, we didn't fully understand the Amazon game. And it's a game. Oh, There's yeah. rules that you don't know, things that are hidden, especially which are like buy box. The buy box is the price you see when you first see a product listed. And we played around with the price. We, we lowered it you know, by a certain amount for a couple of weeks and then raised it back up. Well, that caused us to lose the buy box. And no matter what I did with Amazon, I filled seven different trouble tickets. I reached out to Amazon directors. They won't, it won't help. You can't get it back like that. Wow. So we said, okay, we don't like the game Amazon plays. We're on Amazon, but let's go ahead now and, and make our site better for selling ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. When we first built our site, knowing we were going to go through what's called manufactured reps, mm -hmm. we didn't build our site for selling. We built it just for information. So it wasn't SEO optimized and things like that. And so, so one thing for your listeners is I hired um, an e-commerce expert to help me understand some of the things I needed to do. And one thing he had me do was install Google Analytics, mm -hmm. which was um, Google Analytics and um, Google Tag Manager and mm -hmm. so on. Uh, and since then, I've learned there's also now GA4, which is uh, Google Analytics updated version. Right? Yeah. And so that's how we can see what people do when they come to the site. What's our bounce rate? Things like that. How long do they stay on the site? Mm -hmm. But he also had me install a tool called Hotjar. And Hotjar gives me a heat map of the page. You, you set it up. So like your homepage, and what's really cool, you always hear the term above the fold, right? Yeah. So a newspaper, if you see the top of it, top half, that's above the fold. Well, on your website, the first quarter of it or so is above the fold. Hotjar will show you by a, what's called a heat map, which means it's red is hot, yellow is still warm, really, really warm, uh, green and blue are getting really, really cold. 
So as you scroll down, you can see how people start to drop off. And, and like 75% drop off at the fold line and then 50% below that and each level. And so that's the first thing it gives you. The other thing it gives you is clicks. Where does everybody click with, you know, when they go there? What's the majority of things? Yeah. And then lastly, I'll share with your listeners, my call to action on the page. The first thing was the world's first fountain faucet, right? And then we had a little button and it said, buy now. And so he said, look, don't put buy now. You haven't told them why yet. Exactly. You haven't given them all the benefits and the features and you know, yeah. how it can make their lives better. You have yeah. to warm them up first. So anyway, that's hopefully well, helpful. I, yeah, I, I think, Joe, your, your question is a really good question around what, what do you do when something this large and unexpected arrives on your doorstep? Yes. And, you know, I think that, you know, for your listeners, you know, there is a way through this, uh, it, but it takes persistence and, you know, really working kind of with, with others to kind of find your new way through this new maze. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what we think, what I think, and what we think is so critical is as we, uh, as we mature as a business and grow, uh, we'll probably be uh, of interest to a scaling, what we'd call a scaling partner, mm -hmm. someone else that says, you know, you guys have brilliant, brilliant, you know, innovation. You've proven the market really likes it and wants it. Now, you know, what can we do together? So when we think about, you know, the future and what's over the horizon, I think we will be making the case that we're here and attractive as a joint partner or whatever, because we worked hard to survive mm. during what you just mentioned, which would normally and has stopped many businesses. Exactly. So, so proving you, you can stay on it mm -hmm. and anticipating that there's someone that's going to value that later on mm -hmm. is kind of our roadmap to scalability does that make sense yes completely makes sense so so obviously okay so i just want to take like a step back and just to understand this process that you guys went through so pandemic hit your actual physical people selling the stuff that went completely downhill and then basically what you did is you went online you turn your business online and see what you can do amazon didn't work out the greatest yes you did but it's not really generating you money and then the next thing is basically turning your website into a funnel right and it, it's, it's, one of the benefits we're doing with amazon is we're not really putting aggressive pricing on there yeah because and amazon's not going to like this but i don't care what we're going to do is as covid subsides and yes. people are able to meet again, people yeah. will go see our products in some of these distributors stores. And, you know, they're going to check on their phone. Well, can I get it cheaper on Amazon? And yeah. the answer is going to be no. So yeah. then our distributors will be like, yeah, we like this. We like working with your company, right? Yes. Because we're helping them to win too. Yes, because a lot of the times you would find something in the shop, but then if you look on Amazon, it's a lot cheaper. Oh. And then that's why people support Amazon and then the small business owners that are actually trying to survive, especially in pandemic, you're not helping them to grow potentially, right. you know, that's, that's yeah, just the, and it's not a win-win for everybody. So we talked about the top technologies that you're using for growing your business. And I actually like this. This was one of my questions because I'm a bit of a, a, a geek in these things. Um, <laughs> did you have to cut down any expenses when you had to grow your business now, you know, like the, the next part? Certainly, we had to reduce our monthly operating budget um, quite a bit. You know, try to cut yeah. we can, uh, warehouse costs, you know, and yes. um, other other fees like that. Our marketing budget, our ad spend, we had to make yes. sure that was good. And we kept a, a lot of things just in house and did it ourselves. Yeah, uh, I use Fiverr a ton. I have, but you, you know, 
my system really is, um, I, I look for five star rated Fiverr experts and then, and they got to have a lot of good reviews. I'll set it like to a minimum. They must have done 10,000 hours worth of work and, and have a five star review. And I don't care where they are in the world. I'm not biased against anybody. Get the work done. You can done. do a good job. You're my friend. <laughs> yeah. Get the works done. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Upworks is a very nice one as well. I like Upworks. I find like the people are more professional. Well, anyway, the ones that I've asked, it's just, yeah. So Upworks well, Upwork kind of... used to be Elance yeah. and it used to be Odesk. They bought oh, both yes. of them and they merged them. I used Elance when it was Elance and I really liked it. Upwork has kind of screwed it up. It's nowhere near as good as what Elance was. Mm. Um, I am using Upwork today. In fact, um, I have a meeting tomorrow with a copywriter. I had, nice. I had a call this morning with a copywriter. I've got another one tomorrow with another. I'm evaluating which yeah. one can do the best service. Yeah. The interesting thing is the call I had with the Upwork expert today had over a million dollars in revenue generated on Upwork. Nice. And the one tomorrow has over 600,000. Nice. Um, they're both well-respected copywriters. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's the beautiful thing with these sites because you do get those people that are just making a living and they've been doing it for many, many years. And I've got this and it's, I think it's a great, personally, I think it's a great way to leverage people to grow and scale your business, whether it's just, you know, people from, from these sites or business relationship, like you guys have a great business relationship. It's just great to leverage relationships. Um, we are almost out of time. I really want to keep this within half an hour, but I do have uh, another question for you guys. So what is your next step with, with scaling your business? Go ahead, Dave. Well, uh, we, we feel that there's an, another product that uh, we want to bring to market. Yeah. Uh, and, and so we're, we're very working very aggressively to try and find a way to get that certified and manufactured and then out into the market. Yeah. It'll be less expensive. Uh, it'll be easier to install. And we think there's a lot of, there'll be a lot of demand for it. The other thing that we're doing is, you know, the water conservation issue is a global issue. Yes. And we, we have our, we protected our patent in India. Mm -hmm. And we're looking to develop a uh, business uh, in, in India. It's so early stages, but a new product and a new footprint, uh, I think, is part of our, um, our way to uh, really start to scale. Nice. I like that. Where can people reach you guys? Obviously, you know, we will drop all the links below. Where can people reach you guys? And what is, you know, what's the next steps if they want to get involved in your business potentially, you know, and in any way, shape or form, or even just when I want to buy your product? Sure. Nasoni.com, N-A-S-O-N-I.com. That's N as in Nancy. Yep. Uh, that's our, our main website. Nasoni FF as in Fountain Faucet.com. Excuse me. Nasoni FF is our Instagram handle as, and as well as uh, Facebook and so on. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of those. Our okay. Instagram page is pretty cool. We got some great images on there. And cool. if you're interested in getting a hold of us, uh, we have a contact form on our website. Uh, that'll come straight to me or Dave. Uh, so no worries there. And we'll be, be happy to talk. Sounds now, there's, also, Jerry, there's also a two minute video that we put together that really gives a quick review of why we're doing this, why we, why we love it so much and why we think it's so important. And, and then some, some specs on, and on what the product looks like and does. So that, yeah. that's available on the, on the website as well. 
Beautiful. I will drop all the links where people can reach you guys because I think it's such an amazing product. Yeah, sure. It looks amazing. Well done to that. But the fact that it's saving water for me, that is just such an important thing because it's so, so crucial in today's. I'm a water geek. I used to sell a full string machine. So I'm a complete and other water geek. So I completely understand, you know, what goes in behind the scenes. Thank you guys so very, very much. I really appreciate your time. This was fantastic. And I think what you guys are doing to grow and scale is just, it's very clever and well done. This is awesome. Well, and I would like to just say, Joy, if I could, that I appreciate what you're doing. I mean, the, the service that you're providing and the, the outreach that you're providing others, you know, I just give you as kudos for putting <laughs> the time you. and effort into doing this so well. It's been a pleasure being on your show. Thank you so I, I, much. I'll second that. It is a pleasure. And Dave won't recognize this, but I recognize this, but I do see traffic secrets, expert secrets, dot-com secrets, mm-hmm. big Russell Brunson package behind you. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I may talk to you about the funnel stuff sometime later too. This has been a lot of fun, Joy. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that um, Zoom and tools like this bring us, make the world a smaller place. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks, and for, thanks for what you do, Joy. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Talk to you soon. Uh, okay.